Hello, welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. If you're new to the show, I want to say hey and welcome. My name is Kim Ludeman. I am the host of the show and I am just so thrilled that you're here taking time for yourself and you have so many other podcasts, audiobooks, music that you could be listening. I mean, you could be listening to true crime right now and you're not. You're here with me. <laughs> and I want you to know how special that is to me and how I just love that you are putting yourself first and that you're taking the next 30 minutes to just learn more about yourself and how you can grow and show up for yourself, which is going to impact everyone around you. So hats off to you, or as my 15-month-old Lucy does, she claps. Anytime she does something, like turns off a light or puts a toy away, she claps. She claps for herself. So I love that, and I'm stealing it for my own, and I'm just giving you some claps right now. Thank you for being here. It's incredible. So I want to start off with just a quick refresher. Uh, if you're new to the show or if you haven't been here in a while, uh, so my name is Kim and I am a certified brain spawning practitioner and holistic empowerment coach. And I also run Reveal Retreats and have founded Summit Seekers, which is a hiking group and community for women. And I also, I know as if there's more, am a host of the podcast. So Welcome. That's me in a very, very small nutshell. I am a wife to Tim, who is a licensed mental health counselor and therapist. I have two kiddos. Lewis is almost eight. Oh my goodness. I can't even believe that. He'll be eight in September. Lucy is 15 months. And we are just getting through each day. We're actually on the tail end of COVID. It finally found us after two and a half years. And thankfully, the kids didn't get it, but Tim and I did. So that's why my voice sounds a little funky. We're just kind of on the tail end of it. So really excited to be here today with you. Thrilled to just explore this topic about the nervous system. But before I dive into that, I just want to take a second and talk about Summit Seekers. So Summit Seekers is a hiking group and community for people that identify as female or a woman. And this group is all about hiking, yes, because hiking is incredible. If you've ever spent any time outside on a trail in the woods, you understand how it can feel to be in nature and to be surrounded by trees and to smell the earth and to be challenged by a trail or even just to explore just a gentle trail. Uh, I find for me that most of my personal growth happens when I'm hiking. There is something about the physical exertion and being in nature that really helps me to embody what I'm learning. The, like what I'm learning in therapy, what I'm learning from my clients, what I'm seeing, you know, and learning in my studies. It really just speeds up that process for me of like the aha moment. Do you know what I mean? 
it's like when things click and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally get it now. (laughs) I feel like hiking has provided that for me in a way that is unlike anything else. And one of the things that really helps us grow and connect deeply is being with others, being with others who are like-minded, who are on a similar journey to ourselves. And that is what Summit Seekers is all about. It is about connecting with women in this way, this way of being out in nature, having an adventure and fun, but also having a real Focus on the mindset behind it. Why do we hike? What are we hoping to get out of it? What are we trying to integrate into our lives? What are we trying to learn about ourselves, about others? How do we connect and do life together? And I think that post-pandemic, this is something that we need. Like It's not just a like, oh, that would be nice. It's like a no, we need each other now more than ever. And so I've created this national community to facilitate that and to provide a place where you can come and be your authentic self. One of the things I love about hiking is you just show up, no makeup, your hair's not done, you're going to get dirty and grubby and sweaty, and the people around you are going to do the same thing. So there's just no prep. You just show up and you just get to be you. And if you want to have deep conversations, you do. If you don't, you don't. And you get to meet new people and you get to see the familiar faces and have this experience. And I just, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so excited about it. So if you're interested in learning more about Summit Seekers, you can check out my website, kimludeman.com backslash summit seekers, one word. Um, And I say national because I'm so excited. Uh, We have three hike leaders who are getting trained next week. I'm so pumped. And they're going to start chapters in their towns. So we have a chapter opening up in Boise, Idaho, uh, Eugene, Oregon, and Bend, Oregon. And then I lead the chapter in Portland, Oregon. And I'm so excited. It's thrilling to think about how we can bring other states and other parts of the country and, I mean, hopefully other parts of the world into this community. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in potentially maybe seeing what's involved with being a hike leader, or if you're like, ooh, I want to be in this community. I want to be a part of this. I want to get my hike on. I want to connect with other women. Then I encourage you, I implore you to reach out. Take a look at the website. If you have questions, let me know. It's really, really exciting. And there's lots of perks to being a member. So that is that. Let's move on and talk about your nervous system. So A lot of times, maybe you've said this yourself or you've heard somebody say, I'm so overwhelmed. I just, I can't even right now. Like I feel so anxious and stressed and I just, I just, I feel like I either want to just go lay in bed all day or I just am going to like lose my shit and I just, I don't know what to do. Do you ever feel like this? (laughs) My hand's in the air. 
It's really, really common. And uh, I mean, I don't want to bag on pandemic life, but especially after the last couple years that we've had, it has been intense, friends, and it's brought a lot of stuff to the surface. And I want to talk about what, one, what the nervous system is, two, how do you know when it's regulated and when it's dysregulated, like what does that look like, and what can you do about it? What are three steps that you can start to take and implement, there's the word, into your daily life to help you manage this, this nervous system of yours? So you have what's called the autonomic nervous system. This is just a real quick like crash course on this. It's fascinating to study. So if you have some time, I highly recommend looking into this. But the the autonomic nervous system, it's a component of the peripheral nervous system, the PNS, that regulates involuntary physiological processes that include things like heart rate, blood pressure, respiration, and even like sexual arousal. Like your autonomic nervous system is in charge of that. And it has three different parts to it. So you have the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, and the enteric nervous system. You with me so far? Perfect. So the sympathetic nervous system, this is the part that directs the body's rapid involuntary stress response to dangerous situations or stressful situations or even just like triggers. And when the sympathetic nervous system gets activated, your body goes into, you probably know the answer to this, fight or flight. And psychologists have recently tacked on two more Fs to that, fawn and freeze. So when you get stressed out, And when your body perceives stressful situations or dangerous situations or painful situations, what happens is, is that the processing for that, I wish you could see my hands right now because I'm doing a really cute demonstration of this. It starts in the, like, I'm pointing to my neck. So the brainstem is where the processing of this begins. And what happens is it goes up through the brainstem, which is where our like mammalian brain is, right? Like primal brain. Then it goes into the subcortical brain, which is where trauma is stored in the body. Then it goes up to the prefrontal, oh my gosh, guys, sorry, prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is where we have thought, language, and organization. It's where we spend a bulk of our time. And that's when we can logically think through things. But if you think about this, So the processing starts in the back of the brain and it passes through not only the the primal part of our brain, it goes through the part of the brain where trauma is stored. So what happens is, is that that trauma that you have stored in that part of the brain gets activated and your brain doesn't have any time or organization back there. It just has sensation. So then you start to notice things like increased heart rate or maybe tension or like you're grinding your teeth together or you notice that you start sweating or your heart's beating super fast and you don't even know why. 
You just know that this flood of physical symptoms is happening. And you're like, whoa. And you're trying to like think through it, but it's already like affecting you. So you're you're feeling overwhelmed with these sensations, overwhelmed with the flood of thoughts and reacting to the sensations because we don't like how tension feels in the body, right? Like the pit in your stomach or the tension in your shoulders or the clenching of your jaw. Nobody likes that. So then we've got projections on it and we're like, oh, this is bad. And then we get stressed out because we don't want to feel bad. We want to feel good, but now we don't know how and we don't know what's bothering us. So then here's what happens is you start acting out. And this is just like our kids, right? They get overwhelmed, they get overstimulated, and they start acting a fool. And that's what our brain does is we react to the sensations that are coming up for us. And there's 10 different, there's more than this, but kind of 10 main ways that you can identify when this is happening for you, when your nervous system has switched from parasympathetic, which is rest and digest, kind of a chill state or neutral state, into that sympathetic response, that stress response. So one, you're constantly on edge and overwhelmed. Like you just find yourself not being able to handle things either the way you want to or at all. And you just feel stressed. Or maybe you're frequently really snappy or irritable or reactive. This one is me. (laughs) I can identify this one immediately when it happens. It's when you like snap and you're just like, you snap at your kids, you snap at your partner, you snap at your friends, you snap at your coworker. And it is an irrational response. Like sometimes react activity is it's called for and there are times when it's just above and beyond and you're like whoa what just happened there that's a sign maybe you experience chronic pain and illness maybe you've got a hip that it acts up every now and then and the doctors are like we don't know what to do about your hip and you're like i don't know what to do about my hip sometimes it hurts sometimes it doesn't or maybe you have like a chronic illness And you know that there are certain times when it feels worse and sometimes when it feels less noticeable or painful or irritating or debilitating. Seems like it comes and goes sometimes or maybe it's just, it's relentless. This just physical pain. Or maybe you're highly sensitive to sensory stimuli. This is also me. I mean, raise your hand if you get overwhelmed by crowds or loud noises, or strong smells, or even just like particular tastes, like, or too much light, or strobe lights. This is a, this is a nervous system response. This is, that is a clear sign that your nervous system is activated. Maybe you experience sleep problems, or daytime fatigue. The worst is when you're wired and tired. (laughs) Am I right? When you just want to go to sleep, but you can't, and your brain is just spinning, 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 and you've got so many thoughts, and you just feel like, I'm never going to get to sleep. It can even be insomnia, too. Maybe it's chronic attention and concentration problems. Maybe you have a really hard time focusing 
and you feel like your brain is just going a mile a minute. It's almost like your brain is too fast for the rest of the world. Or maybe it feels like your brain goes too slow for the rest of the world and you can't keep up. That's also a sign. Having cravings or extreme appetite changes. This is another sign if you are like me and you find yourself drawn towards sweets and you're like, I just need some chocolate. And we find all kinds of ways to justify this. And I have many, many, many podcast episodes on this, on food in particular. But just having those cravings or even the extreme appetite changes, maybe you're not hungry. I don't understand you if you're not hungry. (laughs) I feel like I'm always hungry. But that can be a sign of nervous system dysregulation is when you swing from I don't want to eat anything to binge eating. Anywhere in between. Any extreme appetite changes. It can also be immune and hormonal symptoms. So immune system issues, getting sick often or having lingering illnesses, this, I mean, this has been thrown off with COVID, of course, and masks and rebuilding our immune systems. But even looking at hormone symptoms, if you have hormone disruption, Hashimoto's is a sign of this. If you have really strong PMS symptoms, or if your periods are really heavy, or if you're experiencing extreme perimenopause symptoms, that can be a sign as well, or adrenal or thyroid. There's a reason that these hormones become imbalanced. Or maybe it's the skin or gut conditions. Maybe you have adult acne. That that's oh, that's the worst. And gut conditions, maybe you have stomach issues, chronic stomach issues, or sometimes they flare up and sometimes they don't. That's another sign. The last one is you're highly sensitive to other people's emotional states. And some people think that it's tricky to say this. Some people feel like, oh, well, I'm just born that way. But but why is that happening for you? Why is that your experience? Could it be that your nervous system is just really overloaded and that it has been? There's a, a questionnaire that psychologists use, and I use it as well, that's called the Abe's and the Ace. And these are adverse babyhood experiences and adverse childhood experiences. And basically, it's one to 10 questions that ask about, so when you were a baby, like in utero, but also up until three years old, what happened to you that could be affecting you as an adult? ACEs, what happened zero to 18 that could be impacting you as an adult? What what happened to you? There's a really good book called What Happened to You and another one that I love that's called It Didn't Start With You. And I'm going to do another episode on intergenerational trauma, which is looking at how trauma is passed on. And it could be because a lot of people think, I don't have trauma. Kim, I don't have that. I I don't, there's nothing traumatic that's happened to me. And what I've seen doing brain spotting the last three and a half years is that trauma that's not yours gets passed down and it can deeply impact you. And it can be a driving force of a lot of these signs and symptoms that we're talking about. And 
I have seen it firsthand and personally experienced how someone else's trauma can be physically manifested in your body. It is incredible how powerful our minds are and how physical our experience of trauma is. One more point on trauma, and it's this, that what feels traumatic for a child is not as traumatic to an adult. So what I mean by that is that when you were little and you were spanked or you were told to go to your room or you were slapped on the wrist or the hand by a teacher or if you were bullied You know, we can look at those and we can, as adults, we can be like, oh, well, it makes sense. You know, like that's just part of being a kid. But to the kid, to the child, to the miniature you, that was not okay. And it's not to cast blame on your caregivers, but it's to understand how there could be things from when you were little that you don't even, one, remember, or two, that were pre-verbal. So you cannot even verbalize them, which is why I love brain spotting. So that kind of gives us an idea of the scope and the magnitude of how much our subconscious experience impacts and affects our current reality. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> so, okay. So let's re kind of resum up what we've talked about so far. So you have the nervous system. Your nervous system is in charge of regulating physiological processes, right? Basically it keeps you alive. We like the nervous system. We want to take care of our nervous system. You have parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. That's where we want to stay. That's where we're regulated. That is where you are chill, neutral, you're good to go. The sympathetic nervous system is when we are triggered and responding to stressful or dangerous situations, okay? So we want to get to that parasympathetic state. And that is critical because that helps us conserve our energy to regulate body functions and to just give your body a break from that subconscious energy that's stored in your body. So again, it looks like all of those different symptoms that we talked about and mainly comes across as I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I feel like I can't handle what's going on. And it doesn't have to be a chronic state, this can come and go, but it's really important to notice when it's happening. So how do we put out the fire? Because that's kind of what it feels like, right? When our nervous system is flared up and we go into fight which is always the primary, by the way. Flight is a, that's flight, fawn, and freeze. Those are secondary. Most often, our first defense is to fight. So when you experience fight, flight, fawn, and freeze, and we can talk about those in, in greater detail next time, when you experience those, it feels like you're on fire. Literally, you're just like, ah, it's so uncomfortable. And you feel so stressed, so anxious, so reactive. So what do you do? We're going to take it back to childhood and stop, drop, and roll. That's right. Stop, drop, and roll. That's how you put out the fire physically. And that's how we're going to put out the fire 
that's in our minds. So when we say stop, that's the first thing you have to do is you have to be able to stop notice. A lot of times we dive straight into self-soothing, which can look like a million different things, scrolling on our phones, watching TV, eating, uh, looking for busyness or distraction. This is mine. When I start cleaning for no reason, that's my self-soothing, staying busy. Self-soothing can also look like drinking or gambling or shopping, uh, anything that's compulsive, that that's a sign that you are trying to self-soothe. So first, before we do self-soothing, we got to stop. The next step to take is called dropping, dropping into your body. So stop, drop. Number two, drop into your body. What do I mean when I say drop into your body? This is where we're going to find the GNC spot. Grounded, neutral, or calm. No matter how chaotic it may feel in your mind and in your body, there is a spot that you have that feels grounded, neutral, or calm. And I would add heavy in there too. And you can find it. You can find it right now. Let's try it. So if you can close your eyes, awesome. If not, like if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. If you can, just take a second, start at the top of your head, and just start to drop down toward your feet. Just becoming really aware of your body right now, and you're looking for a spot that feels GNC, grounded, neutral, or calm, or even heavy. A lot of times the feet or the hips or the butt are the most common places to feel just that anchoring, that connectedness. So see, take a second, see if you can find it. For me, it's my feet because I'm standing up, but I can feel that they are calm, that they are heavy, and I can feel the ground underneath them. So that's, you find your grounded neutral calm spot. Next, you're gonna roll into breathing. So you're just going to roll straight into taking in a nice inhale, usually to the the count of four or five, if you can. And then a nice long exhale. So you're going to roll into your breathing, just wave after wave, rolling with it, doing a shorter inhale, longer exhale. And you can even send that breath to your GNC spot. And you can start to feel your nervous system start to regulate, meaning you feel a little bit calmer. The fire doesn't feel as intense, or maybe it's starting to go out. And these are the first two steps. And if you take anything away from this episode today, these two are the ones that I want you to take. So stop, drop, and roll. So stop. Notice what's happening for yourself. Drop into your body. Find your spot. And then roll into breathing. Just roll into it. We think breathing is so simple. But when you're in a sympathetic nervous system state, breathing is not simple. In fact, most people hold their breath when they're feeling triggered or traumatized which then deprives the brain and the body of oxygen. And that is crucial 
for calming down. Crucial for body functions. So breathing. Then I have a bonus step for you. This is the discovery step. And this is for after you've kind of practiced steps one and two. This is this is where the mindfulness piece comes in. And this is where you actually can start to move through some of these stressful triggers and reactive states. This is an amazing tool. So what you need, what you want to do once you're calmer, right? You have your spot, you've done your breathing, you're feeling calmer. You want to look in your body for the tension or the discomfort. So we're not looking for labels. We're not looking for, I feel mad, sad, anxious, lonely, bored, stressed. We're not looking for those. We're looking for the physical sensations of those. So as I scan my body right now, I can notice a knot in my stomach. It feels like a fist right in the middle of my stomach. So as I feel that, then I can take the next step, which is to ask that particular sensation what it needs. And this takes a little bit of practice, and it might feel awkward at first. You're like, why am I asking my body what it needs? And that's, again, another podcast episode. But trust me when I say, notice the sensation, if you can. Sometimes this is really hard, by the way, especially if you've been taught to abandon your body. When things get overwhelming and you go straight into self-soothing, it can be harder to come back to your body and to feel the discomfort. So that's why, you know, I say get the first two steps down and this is like the bonus. And this is the real work. I do this with my clients all the time is this step right here, the discovery step. So you've got your spot of tension or discomfort And sometimes it's not even discomfort, just as it is like annoying. But whatever it is that doesn't feel grounded, neutral, or calm, if you can find that, then you ask it, what do you need? Not with anger, right? Like, I hate you. What do you want? Go away. But with compassion for yourself, what do you need? What are you worried about? How can I help? And oftentimes, the tension that's in our body is a part of us that's needing something. It has an unmet need that only you can fill most often. We're trying to find ways to meet our needs that are independent of other people. That doesn't mean that other people can't help. But when you learn to do this for yourself, it's incredibly empowering. So feeling into the tension Asking it, what do you need? How can I help? And then meeting that need. Maybe you're like, I just need, I just need a hug. Okay, well, what is a hug going to do for you? Well, then I know that I'll feel loved. That will help me feel loved. Okay, can you give yourself a hug right now? Well, no, that feels stupid. Okay, is there any age that you've been that you can visualize and give that age a hug just in your mind and just see what it feels like and notice as you breathe into that tension what happens to it and I promise you 
nine and a half times out of 10, that is all it takes to start to become aware of these unmet needs in our body. And these needs, that's what's keeping that that trauma response alive is because when you experience the trauma, it was not fully processed and it's stuck in your body and it's impacting you as a grown-up. And a lot of times it's stuff that happens to us when we're younger. Not always, but most of the time. So if it doesn't feel okay to accept the needs of your current day self, see if there's an age that you can. Like picture yourself at like five or six or when you were a baby and you were so sweet and innocent and you just needed what? Maybe you needed love. Maybe you needed attention. Maybe you needed somebody to just sit and be with you. Maybe you needed to feel connected. And how can you as an adult meet that need? And show up for yourself. How can you do it? Okay. I know that was a lot. That was a lot to pack into a podcast episode that's this short. This could have been a six-hour webinar or podcast, but I gave it to you super condensed. And I really want to hear your feedback. Like, what are your thoughts about this? Is it overwhelming? Is it too much? Is it not enough? What is your experience with what you've just learned? And if you feel like sharing, I would love to hear because it's important to me that that you feel empowered by this and that you feel like, okay, now I have some actual tools that I can use to start to understand what's happening for myself and make myself feel better. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing when you could start to employ this in your life and you'll be amazed at what it unlocks for you. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Just like the, what is it? The men's warehouse guy. He used to say like, you'll love it. I guarantee it or something like that. (sighs) I promise you this works if you can do it. So remember When you're feeling those four Fs, fight, flight, fawn, or freeze, or when you're just feeling not yourself, this is a great practice to stop, drop, and roll. Stop and notice what's happening for you. Two, drop into your body. Find your grounded, neutral, calm spot. Three, roll into the breathing. Roll into the breathing. Notice that you feel calmer, and then you can employ the third discovery step of feeling and asking what you need. If that feels like too much, start with just the grounded neutral calm spot. Make this work for you. And then if it feels good, incorporate the breathing. It is incredible how quickly this works. And the bonus of that is then when you feel calmer, guess what? You don't need your self-soothing response. You don't have to feel compelled to stay busy or drink or eat or over-exercise or stay in bed all day. 
you won't need those responses because you're taking care of it. You're, you're helping yourself heal and grow every time you do this. It's incredible. So again, if you, I, I really want to know what your, what your thoughts are on this. You can send me an email, kimludeman at yahoo.com is a great one. Kim at captivatinglyconfident.com, either one. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. And I also encourage you, and this is, we'll, we'll end with this, that if you found this helpful in any way or insightful, that maybe you would consider sending this to a friend or sending this to someone who you know would benefit from it. It just takes a second to copy the link and send, and you never know what the impact could be for that other person, that you took the time and thought of them and said, hey, I think this might be helpful for you. And if you, if you appreciate this episode, I would love for you to subscribe if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify to make sure that you get caught up on new episodes. There's also 124 episodes on this show that are all geared toward helping you learn how to take care of yourself, how to improve your confidence, how to become more authentically you so that you can be you bravely, and that you can show up in your life the way that you dream and imagine, and that you can really reveal who you are and not just who you think you should be. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm so excited. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that it gave you some tools and some insight into your own experience. And I really look forward to hearing how this works for you. So thank you so much, my friends. I'll be back soon with another episode. And yeah, I just am so thankful for you. Thank you for being here today. You're amazing. You got this. I'll talk to you soon.